Until we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beard Well, hey, good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards. And here on Behind the Beards, we pull a curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, and try to reveal the things that go on in the hearts and minds of your ministers and ministry leaders. I am Josh Fowler, preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And my brother with a dog toy. No way, Aaron man. Bartlow. This is my Longview, Texas. Taco Bell hot sauce stress ball. Stress ball. That smells like chocolate. That's kind of weird. I just want you to know, when you talk right up to the bumper, it makes it really hard to edit. <laughs> oh, good. No, the video bumper. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so now when I upload it onto the podcast platform, so it's going to go, yeah, we're gonna, when we're all growing a beard. Love it. <laughs> That's what uh, I like. Uh, five and below, man. I think Five, Five and Below, Below is like one of my most favorite stores to go into. How much money do you spend when you go to Five Below? Usually between twenty to twenty-five dollars. <laughs> Easy, without breaking a sweat. Without breaking a sweat. And how much of those twenty-five dollars worth of items do you actually use once you get home? Well, it's usually high chew candies, and I eat them all. So. <laughs> and you and you use them all. I use them all. I love high chews. High chews is like my favorite candy in the entire world, and they sell them at Five and Below, and you can get them like in those little packs. And so I'll go and I'll buy, and they're like a dollar twenty-five or whatever. So I'll go buy like fifteen to twenty of them, and then I'll just throw one in my backpack, and then have and like it'll just last me forever. So I have a stack of them in my office, and I just slowly use them. I'm not a big candy eater. If you know me, like I don't eat a whole bunch of candy, so it's not like a temptation for me to be like. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm not even unless it's chocolate or bottle caps, and I'll eat a whole box of bottle caps in a heartbeat. Crazy, that does make you sound old. <laughs> does it? It does. Well, I'll take wax it. teeth. Wax teeth are my favorite. I loved those <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> and still do. There is a, I have this really bad habit of going to five below, seeing an item and knowing absolutely it is, uh, it is a bum deal. Oh yeah. I mean, it's only five bucks and it's a chi charger for your phone, but at the same oh, yeah, time, yeah. if this works well, this is a steal. <laughs> That's right. Um, and it every once does. in a while you will find that one. Once in a while you find one that works and works well. Do you have the RBG uh, bathroom set from Five and Below? <laughs> I love that. I told Lauren. That, that were charging cords, you know, so they like unclasp. Oh, and yeah. One side is a USB and the other side is a lightning port. There you go. Only problem is they don't fit on your wrist. They keep like popping loose and falling off. Uh, that's like annoying. Beautiful design. But if you have a normal size wrist, yeah. it doesn't work for you. Great for children. I like taking Sam because I can, I can, it's like the only time in my life that I can go and be like, Hey, man, anything in the store, anything in the store you can have, you just, whatever you want, you pick one thing, we'll buy it for you. That's right. You can be hero dad. That's right. It's rare. Anything dad? Like, yeah. 
Can't say that at Walmart. No. Some of those Nerf guns are expensive. Um, Well, man, we're getting geared up for our uh, Christmas trip. We're going to be traveling towards Michigan. Mm. Um, And while we're up there, we're going to go skiing. So I got my... uh, Got my new snowboard boots in the. In so the do you you today. snowboard? You don't actual ski. I snowboard. Heather skis. Dylan skis. I snowboard. Jody snowboards. Okay. Um. So, uh, but I've always so I've been like renting boots because I just hadn't been able to find a pair of boots that I really liked. Um, because I have my own board and everything else. Sure. But then I realized like, man, I'm I'm paying to rent boots, but the Equipment rental is the same price if I just get boots or if I get a boots and a board. All right, yeah. So, um, this year I bought my own, found a good deal on a set of DC boots. They're really comfortable. Um, but that's going to be fun. We haven't been that far north with that much natural yeah, snow. Yeah, no joke. While, so that will be good. Soon to be... Uh, in-laws tyler's family you're gonna get to meet them so that'd be really cool that'd be cool any big plans for the christmas holidays for you guys um i don't think so i feel like our plans change quite a bit but um i don't i don't think so i think our plan is to be here for christmas i do leave on the 30th i am excited about this uh to we're gonna gonna drive to kansas i'm gonna drop lauren and sam off at uh her parents house and then i'll fly out to colorado for the national conference of children's and youth ministry and then um i'll fly back in and pick them up and drive them all back to texas so good 17 hours of driving um uh so that Lauren can spend some extra time with her parents and Sam can see his grandparents. So that'll be, that'll be good. That'll be fun. And I'm really looking forward to that, man. I look forward to, to NCYM so much. So it'll be good. I have never been NCYM. NCYM. That's crazy. It's the best. It's good. And they have, they do such a good job at, providing a spectrum of classes so if like you're a new youth minister or children's minister there's classes that like you'd be really interested in if you're Mm -hmm. a veteran and have been doing it a while there's some more spiritual development and some other classes that they do really well if you just want to go and listen to uh like i usually i haven't checked the roster this year but usually like chris seedman goes and he does like one of his whole sermon series right he'll do like two classes a day and a morning and an evening one and you can just listen to chris seedman in person preach his sermon with the Mm -hmm. ability to stop him and ask questions and it's like i don't know like that's like so awesome that's like my that's like my favorite like there was one year i just like only went to his class and he was like welcome back welcome back and he like got to know me a little bit and i was like man i just I just like your preaching style and and your stories and things that and like I just it comes alive and so that's like for me that's a cup filling experience and the year I didn't go for COVID uh, was the year that I realized how much my cup gets filled by going to NCYM so 
I'm really looking forward to that. It's the start of the year. Then we get back and go to Winterfest. So for me, it's like December kind of gets slept on, and then it's like Jan- I'm like looking forward to January. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Man, this uh, this fall kind of got away from us. We were supposed mm-hmm. to have Josh Jones on like in October. Yeah, we were. Um, but uh, it's been a little bit of a crazy ride. Um, today we're going to be looking at uh, there's like an epidemic lately. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say lately. I'm sure it's been around for a while. Um, I just have become more aware of how prevalent this negative spirit is. Um, and I think I think what really has struck me is there have been pockets of respite from that negativity. Like when the when all that stuff's going on around you, there's always been places where I could go to get away from it. And those pockets are getting smaller and smaller um, where you find those positive, encouraging people that are in your life. Um, and uh, yeah, you see it a lot even in like Christian comments and things in Christian circles that, that negativity is just consuming. And so I just wanted to look at how do we, <clears throat> what is the, what is the source of that and how do we avoid it? Cause well, I know what the source of it is. That's easy. Right. What's the source of it? Source so- of it is Satan, man. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Like, seriously, like, man, they, no, like, you're right. You're right. Like, what is it like? You watch any movie. You watch any movie where there is a big bad guy. You watch Lord of the Rings. You watch Star Wars. You watch anything like that where you have an oppressor or somebody. The number one thing that they are most scared of is never the enemy army. It's what? It's hope. it's it's hope. They always try to crush hope. And and if you are a joyous prisoner, they will do whatever they can to make you uh, in a state of being, you know, miserable. Because if there is the right answer, because that was not a rehearsed intro. Just no. If the, there was no, no, it was not. But if there was no hope, if there is no hope, then there is no joy, and there is nothing to look forward to, and this is it. And Satan, and we're going to talk about. We're going to we're going to dive deeper into this, and this is not going to be just about this. But man, Satan just wants to take away all your hope and all your dreams. He really wants you to be focused on like the negative, the car accident, the whatever that's right there in front of you and to be focused on that. Um, the ultimate so, killjoy, right? The ultimate killjoy. <laughs> so that's not what I meant to do. I meant oh, to you got one of those person. Twitch bots that's wanting to promote our channel, huh? Like, hey, yeah, that's hey. nice. I no, I think is. there is so like the really easy place for me to go is to laziness. Mm-hmm. Um, the negativity is just so easy. Um, but the other aspect of it is negativity seems to be more contagious than positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, that if the the snowball effect of negative comments um, just it perpetuates so rapidly whether where when you go out and you start saying and speaking something positive and encouraging someone might go oh you know what that's that's really nice and I'm really glad you brought that up so did you see what that guy's wearing over there right you know um, it doesn't have the same effect 
for I don't know. It's it's probably human nature. You know, it's probably just that that we've been trained by mm-hmm. generations of culture that it's just easier to press somebody down than it is to elevate. Right. Yeah. Um, totally. And if it's about self-preservation, making myself better, um, it I can either do the hard work on myself to make myself better, or I can just knock the people down around me so that I feel like I'm better. Mm-hmm. And it's just the easier way around. And we've just been taught so much that that's the way that that just becomes the natural instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's everything from uh, every aspect of life. I see it. You know, you know, sports is kind of the world that I live in with my. Uh, you, you now. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, this is, this is news breaking news. I've, I've never seen you sports it ever. Um, and I was thinking, I've, I've got a friend that's an Ohio State fan, and Michigan beat Ohio State, and this post began as a commendation for the game that Michigan played, but all throughout it, there was insults about the coach Mm. and insults about the team that's just beaten his team Mm -hmm. and so it can't just be this congratulations you were better than us today go take the big 10 championship well and as soon as you challenge anybody on that they say oh well you're just a sore loser or you just you you just can't take it you need to toughen up you know Uh, you know, there's such a, there's such a knee jerk too, to, if you're like, Hey, can we be like more positive about this? Oh, well you, you can't take it. Like what's wrong. Yeah. Kind of well, a mentality and, that happens like, as well. Even with guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like I look, I caught myself just the other day, uh, when we were out mm-hmm. playing disc golf, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I'm jealous. I made some, you say I, was, I was playing with you. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, no, and I made some comment about your um, grammar skills, right? I speak perfectly. Well, so then I caught my, here's the deal. I caught myself doing it, and so then I'm like, you know what? I need to be more positive because here's (laughs) the truth. Are your grammar skills poor? Yes, they are. But at the same time, those words that you make up, they work. And... It might not be a real word, but everybody that that's you're true. They to do work. Exactly what you mean, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a real word, but I know where he was going with that, and so it makes sense. Um, so maybe you're just inventive, and you're you're a genius in that way. That you're creating new words for Webster. I will say, if Grammarly ever wants to sponsor us, I am a number one solid <laughs> fan, and I love you so much. And I wish that you were around when I was in college because I probably would have had a higher GPA sooner. If you were there to autocorrect my papers and uh, emails uh, for the first time ever, uh, the first time in my entire life, I got a compliment email from somebody who said, uh, who said, Aaron, would you add my wife to your emails? We enjoy reading them. You are such a gifted communicator uh, verbally and through your emails. And I was like, what? I have never in my entire life. I, I like actually got teary eyed when I showed Lauren, I said, I have always, and I have like through my entire life, I've always been made fun of. And I, I have thick skin, so don't think like it really hurts me, but by, yeah. but, but like Facebook and other places where like the only comment somebody makes is you misspelled that or, you know, or you did that. And it's like, 
cool thanks man appreciate it um yeah and that like that can like weigh you down and so like when i got that compliment because somebody chose to be super positive and uh positive about that like it 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 shifted my mentality i've been riding off of that compliment for like a week and a half now like it it has lifted me up uh lauren will tell you this wednesday morning is uh my lowest moment in the week uh do you know why wednesday morning is my lowest moment of the week josh i don't know why wednesday morning is your lowest uh, moment of the week it's because that is when i write my email that goes out to my uh parents at church it's the moment that i sit down at the computer i pull up mailchimp and i design and i create the email for the week and it stresses me out because um i want it to i want it to i want to sound like i'm a 34 year old youth minister who's been doing youth ministry for 12 years and i don't want to sound like a 12 year old kid trying to write an email um, right so i want to communicate well i want it to look professional i want it to come across um you know that i know what i'm doing and all that kind of stuff so it's like a high intensity it's like an hour and a half to do that email uh of like rethinking everything i say and every word that i type uh in that email how many times do you have to reread it before you hit send <laughs> a lot actually you know, uh, it's like oh man should i change that no, and uh but again i'm i'm thankful for programs like grammarly uh, i used to like pre-send it to lauren before she was working as much as she is so that she could reread it um in kansas there was a sweet old lady named ruth ann souter mm -hmm. love her to death um and i would send her my emails she would correct my emails she would send <laughs> it back and then i would send it out to all the parents and that's a secret not a lot of people know that but it's that a she, secret no more <laughs> it's no longer a secret i no longer work there she's no longer the secretary Fun fact, Ruth Ann Souter started her secretary job at Central Church of Christ in 1988. And she never has felt old in her entire life until I told her that was the year I was born. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I have been doing this for a long time. So it's kind of funny. That is funny. Um, <laughs> that is funny. No, no, no. I was, uh, I was watching, you know, the World Cup here, obviously, sports, watching the World Cup. And there's been some stories come out that's just kind of made me realize um, the depth of my own negativity. Um, we've had this kind of concept amongst people, especially amongst guys that, hey, if I'm not, if I'm not putting you down, I don't love you. That's just kind of our love language. Mm. And we've kind of accepted that. And as I'm watching the stories of the Japanese fans cleaning up their own the stadium after the games, mm -hmm. the Japanese I did that. Folding, I did that when I was in Japan, folding all their towels mm -hmm. and leaving their locker room spotless when they leave, um, and then seeing the players after games picking one another up, um, hugging one another, winners consoling losers that are that are going home um i asked myself the question is like what's it going to take for christians right to to be the the story that people are talking about because 
these people have a lot of powerful stories to tell, but Christians have even more powerful story to tell. We should so have what are we going to live of lives that, that people look at and go, oh, man, what an awesome story. And, you know, so that's the kind of positivity that I, that I want to live with. Um, and so what, how, we, how do we kind of reshape and reform yeah. our whole perspective to be encouragers, positively mm -hmm. focused people and finding those things? Mm -hmm. um, have your dad on, you were saying? Oh, I was, uh, it's not important. Oh. No, just kidding. I was going to say we should have, we should have had my dad or just had him like do a clip real quick to talk about like he used to umpire uh, the Christian softball league <laughs> oh, yeah. where we still live. And he, <laughs> it was, it, it was brutal at some points. Uh, it was brutal. I remember like uh, I was playing, but I was umping behind the plate and I called a strike because it was a strike. It hit the green mat. It has mm -hmm. to hit the green mat. It hit the green mat and it moved and the guy freaked out at me uh, at the plate. And yeah. he was a big guy. And I said, and I said, look it. I said, you can see the softball mark on the green mat. I said, it has to hit the green mat and it's a strike. It's a strike. I'm sorry. You're out. But he was waiting for his perfect pitch or whatever, you know. Right. Um, and uh, so anyway, he uh, it was the last time I ever umpired uh, a softball game uh, <laughs> and let my dad just do it. Um, you know, my dad is an amazing umpire. He's an amazing athlete. Um, but he wouldn't say that at all about himself. But he, he's just one of those naturally athletic guys. And I feel like uh, I picked that up when it came to like obscure sports like ping pong or cornhole or you know some of those other like obscure sports i'm like hey i can naturally pick those up pretty quick but basketball not so much softball yeah i'm okay but anyway so like how do we get like yeah so how do we get into that positive place uh one of the things i was thinking about was um a lot of times like we surround ourselves in the world like the world is such a negative place Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the comments, I actually just preached a sermon not too long ago on this, so it's kind of interesting that we're talking about this. But I talked about this idea that, like, a lot of times, like, we're filling our cups in the wrong place. Um, mm -hmm. Like, if we have our life and, and we have our cup of, of, of life, we're filling it in the wrong places. Like, we'll surround ourselves with negativity. I love preachers who will who will just preach this and say it to people's faces. They'll be like, just turn off the news. <laughs> Just like go a day where you don't watch the news. Go a week where you don't watch the news and see how you like change. Like it is an addiction for yeah. us, uh, for a lot of people. You've lived your life without the news before. You could live without it now. And I understand that like there are important things that go on. But there's a lot of things that you don't need to know about that, that you could go and live your daily life and, and you would feel a lot better if you just didn't fill your life in the morning with that negativity in the evening, in the afternoon, and everything like that. I mean, there's no news channel as of right now who is going to speak nicely about everybody, mm -hmm. right? They're all going to be toxic. They're all going to be angry, upset, and there's going to be some people who are like, ah, except for this news station, they only speak the truth. But it's still like negativity that's filling our cup constantly and so then what we do is we take that negativity and we bring it into our church community and our church groups and we pour that negativity everywhere 
Like you're maybe mad about the president, and so some reason like you're projecting your anger about the president onto your pastor, your preacher of your church because you assume they're leading in that sense. And so that negativity stews over into our church communities, our church groups. Right. Opposed to the opposite of what should happen, right? We should become empty and become filled at the foot of the cross. And that positivity and that hope, uh, what is it that my uh, dad said up here, my grandpa Dean used to say, no God, no hope. But if you know God, then you know what hope is. Like, you know hope. So instead, like, we take that positivity, we take that idea of, oh, yeah, you know what? It doesn't matter who's president because I know who's king, you know? Um and I, and at the end of the day, like I serve Jesus over than I serve my country. You know, I serve Jesus first. You mm -hmm. know, and so I know. You know, I've I've read the back of the book. I've read the back of the Bible. I know that God wins. You know, and so we don't take we take that positivity to influence the world, but instead we take the negativity of the world to influence our church communities. So then our church communities become a place where there is toxic behavior and people being upset and cranky and grumpy and complainy. And, you know, and for me, it loops back all the way to a consumeristic mentality. Like I go to church to be served. I don't go to church to serve. Um, so that, those are, that's my, uh, there's a, there's my soapbox <laughs> for you right there. <clears throat> Well, and I think it comes back around to, like, I mean, there are people in my life, not not often close people, mm -hmm. but who just who just see the negative in everything. Mm -hmm. um, there are a few people in my life that see the silver lining in everything. Mm -hmm. um, they are just naturally drawn to the smallest glimmer of light that they can mm -hmm. find in any situation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not that they ignore the fact that the world is crumbling around them possibly. Right. But what they see is they see hope. Um, and they, they see that thing that we're moving towards and their mindset is that's what I'm going to focus on. That single ray of light that I can move towards. Um, and you know, and that's, I think that's really the call of the Christian is to recognize, you know, what it means to live a life of blessing. I think this is another aspect of, of maybe where this tends to is our understanding of what it means to be blessed. Um, if I ask somebody, how are you? And they say, man, I'm really blessed. Um, I'm naturally going to assume that their family life is good. Their marriage is okay. Their job's going well. And, and, they're physically doing well because we don't often find ourselves in the depths of despair, death and loss and go, you know what? How are you? I'm blessed beyond measure. Well, and it's also like really hard to be the silver lining person sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, I, it was hard. I don't know. That, I mean, if it was I don't easy, know that, do that's right. I don't know that we've like verbalized or said that, but I feel like, like our friendship is unique in the sense where like, if Josh calls me and needs to vent a little bit, I'll let him vent, but I feel the right. need to like, try to be a little silver lining kind of guy and point him in the right direction. And in the same way, like I'll call Josh and I will vent. And then Josh at the end of my venting, tss, 
silver lining and point me in the right direction. And, um, you know, there's moments where like I go, oh, I just did not want to hear that from Josh. Um, <laughs> but because I have that kind of friendship with Josh and because I have that relationship, you know, I take it like it's and it's it's what I need to hear. And that's good. And so I hate when Josh is reasonable when I want to vent. Right. I know. And uh, but like it's hard to 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 be that way. It's hard to be that person who's going to be that silver lining. But we have to be like we need to be. We need to be, and we need to do the hard things. Um, and we've spent a lot of time with this podcast so far telling you like the negative side of stuff. Um, but the second half of this podcast is tips and tips and encouragement to be positive and to avoid negativity. So, like, how can we? How can we step out of that? How can we be more positive? Um, uh, you know, and things like that. And I. I always think of like, um, you know, if you've got bad gas in your car, you got bad gas in your lawnmower. What are you supposed to do, Josh? Um, you got to get it out. You got you got to get it out. You're not going to run it out. You're, so you're right. going to have to like empty it and clean everything. And got to get it out of there. Purge the system. And when you do that, then you put good gas in it. All I know, the only thing going through everyone's mind is, I don't know what the problem is. I'm going to guys in it, right? That's the best line ever. Um, I really wanted to just show this image today. This is something that I that I have in my office, um, and I absolutely love it. It's it's a good painting that I have. Uh, one of the I, I did a sermon a while back, and I had people paint from Psalms 23. Uh, and in this image here, you have this little guy. And if you if you can see it, if you're watching uh, on YouTube or anything, and if you're not, you're listening on Spotify or the podcasting app. There's this little guy in the middle, and he's got this little cup in his hand, and there's an abundance, an abundance of water that is pouring from these clouds into these pools, and it's all over the place, and it's expanding. Um, but his cup is so tiny, and there's a representation there of how small my cup is that needs to be filled by God and how much God has uh, to give for us. Um, and uh, it's a coveted painting from Josh. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have to lock my office every time he's in town. Uh, but it's, it's, it's something that brings me a lot of joy. And it's my wallpaper on my phone at the moment because it reminds me, it reminds me of how much good there is from God for me to focus on. Um, and I think my tips and tricks for being a more positive person is really to stop listening to so many negative things and start listening to more positive things. Mm -hmm. It is it is incredible to me how those Christian basics, which we would call Christian basics, which our ancestors would call spiritual disciplines are so outrageously important for our Christian and spiritual well being. Mm -hmm. You know, we, it, when we don't start our day with the news, but we start our day with prayer and fasting and, um, you know, and reading scripture or meditation, Man, we're dipping into that pool of of godliness, of of that goodness of who God is, and I think that's 
Like that's the place that I would start. If you're looking for a place to start, hey man, how do I just start my day? Or how do I start living a more positive life? Think about how you start your day and think about a better way that you can do that. You know, that, that painting you showed is coveted by me because it was, it was really a, um, it was a perspective altering moment for me when I saw oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because I've, Ooh, I mean, yeah. I've, I've read, I love the 23rd Psalm. Me too. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone through it with my children. Mm -hmm. They memorized it when they were four years old. Um, it just, it just has this place in my heart. We use it. I use it at weddings. I use it at funerals. Mm -hmm. um, I use it in regular prayer. You know, just, mm -hmm. just one of those things that just has guided my life. And that I've always appreciated that phrase. Right. My cup runs over. Mm -hmm. My cup overflows. Um, but the image always in my mind is um, my cup is so full that it's running over. Um, but this painting has this image of it's not that my cup is so full that it's running over. It's that the blessings from God are being poured out in such a fashion that it's literally like tr trying to drink out of a out of a fire hydrant, you know, right? Like, yes. Take a sip out of a fire hydrant because of, of the amount <laughs> of what God is trying to pour into his people. And there's just this little thing that I have to catch some of God's blessing. And of course it overflows. And from my overflow, there is this even things that are below me that, that my overflow is continuing to fill up. Um, and you know, that perspective, I think, is what, what we need to recognize uh, that there is good all around us. And, and we're reminded of that every time we see a story. Um, we recognize that every time we see a story. All the comments underneath the story that we see will say, we need more of this. Show us more of this. But we have to have the intentional mindset that says, I'm not asking you to show me more of this. I'm going to go display more of this. Um, and so we, we can't continue to be passive. Yeah. You have to take action and say, no, no, no. I'm not going to wait for someone to pour this into me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the one that goes and seeks it out and is the one that pours this into other people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where the difficulty comes in is because we've just learned to be passive. Mm-hmm. And allow other things to transpire that we can participate in, and and we haven't really taken the initiative to go and be the one who begins that mm -hmm. and forces it down the hill to, to snowball, right? Because um, it will. It just takes a little more. It takes work. It takes it takes work. It takes work. It takes initiative. Uh, it's retraining your brain. It's retraining yourself. Mm -hmm. It's. It's doing that 180 and refocusing on something that is powerful uh, and healthy and good. I mean, um, a lot of times, like, um, you know, a lot of times, it's easy for me. Like, I'll give this an example. It's easy for me to get my dinner, sit in front of the couch, or sit on, it's not in front of the couch, sit on the couch and watch some Netflix, you know. Um, and it took a long time 
of of my wife going hey do we want to go for an evening walk this is something that we really want to do as a family is to go for an evening walk together josh's like no no, no i don't, don't. want to do um, you want to or are you asking yeah. me if i should <laughs> that's right that's right and so you know hey we'll leave our phones at home we'll bring our watches because i gotta get them steps you know what that's i'm saying right. Right. uh and i something about closing them loops that makes you feel good um you know, but we'll leave our phones and we use that as a time. Lauren and I get to connect and we get to talk. We get to see Sam run around. Sometimes he's really in a phase right now where he's driving Ruby by himself, which is his big power wheel. And that's horrifying and hilarious at the same time. Um, he ran over our dog the other day, uh, <laughs> but she's okay. She's fine. She is old, but she's fine. Um, but there's like, but, but it takes work, you know, in order for us uh, to train ourselves to do it in the same way. Like it takes work for us to train ourselves to get out of a, like a toxic, toxic, negative state, uh, and to be more positive studies have shown studies have shown that if you like put yourself in a more positive state of life, that your health, you will feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it's crazy. I was actually, this reminds me, uh, Josh and I are big fans of The Office. Um, I love The Office. I think it's hilarious. Uh, Angela from The Office, right? Um, she, uh, have, do you, you probably know, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. I was listening to, the, they do a podcast later on, and she was talking about how she had muscle atrophy in her face because so much of The Office is her not smiling mm -hmm. and intentionally like holding a stern face that she said that she had to go home and look in a mirror for hours and practice smiling and consciously doing that yeah. uh, because her muscles had been so trained to be like a negative person. And if you ever see her outside of the office, she is the complete opposite character, like in real life. Like she's almost over, like to the point where you might think she's like faking it, but she is like, She's, she's the opposite, but she had that atrophy. So she had to like train herself. And what I'm saying is, is like, we have probably spent years, especially with COVID and stuff like that, training ourselves to be negative, uh, about everything we've trained ourselves over the years as, you know, I'll, I'll say it like as Americans, that things should be done my way because my way is better, you know? And so it takes time for us to train ourselves and to say, you know what? What's my mission? Well, my mission is to love God with all my heart, with all my soul and all my mind mm -hmm. and to love my neighbor uh, as well. That's my, that's my mission. That's my mission. That's what I've been called to live out and to do. Uh, so this, this was the phrase I used in, in my sermon not too long ago. And it's something that I personally behind the beards people here this is something that i'm working on myself this is not something that i i know how to work it or anything but i have been trying to live this life of staying on mission because there's a lot of things i'll tell you right now there's a lot of things in youth ministry that i can get really frustrated and upset about mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily or i'll say it, are not connected to the mission of what i feel called to in um in youth ministry, you know, my mission is to sure. engage, to lift up, uh, to teach about Jesus uh, to teenagers. You know, uh, that's that's my calling. That's my goal. And 
there's a lot of things that can get me off mission that can get me frustrated and be thinking about and I've decided that I'm just gonna not worry about those and I that sounds really silly and like 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 oh Aaron you say that but I, I have been in a couple moments recently where I've been like you know what oh well it doesn't actually affect this uh, of what my mission is um, do I think it was the best decision? No, it doesn't, but it doesn't affect me over in the youth ministry to do this. And that kind of sounds like a silo mission, uh, but that's not the mindset that I'm going with. It's my choice to say, I'm not going to be focused on that negative and I'm going to be focused more on the positive and the mission in which I'm trying to accomplish, um, yeah. kind of an idea. And I think the other side of that is you have to give yourself, um, room to grow. Oh, totally. Because, I mean, if I have bad gas in a lawnmower, I can turn the lawnmower over, I can empty it out, I can clean it out, and it's done, and it's done right away. Yeah. This is a this is a habit, this is a perspective, this is a mm -hmm. mindset that we've been taught for generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say taught, because I don't think it's intentional, but I no. think our culture has ingrained it in us that this is the way you act. Yeah. Um, and if we're going to change that, we're going to have days that we're good, we're going to have days that we're not so good. Mm -hmm. And on those days when we're not so good, we've got to have mm -hmm. the maturity to recognize it and then give us permission in that moment to reframe it and not hold it against us. Mm -hmm. Because my temptation is as soon as I fail, I'm like, well, I got to start all over and I don't want to start all over. So it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Life was so much easier when I just wasn't really thinking about this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the, it's kind of the, the logic that rolls on. And so in that moment, I, I have bet. to give myself permission to reframe that thought in a positive way. The and best part of a, a bike ride or a hiking trip is when you are far enough away that it would be just as far to turn around and go home <laughs> right. than it is for you to keep going to your destination. And once you've reached that point of no return, then you, then you can keep striving for, but it takes a lot of work to get to that point. Um, I don't, I don't know why I thought were, about that. When Heather and I were first married, um, it's a 10-mile loop around Lake Hefner in Oklahoma City. Right, yeah. And, you know, we were living in these apartments. There wasn't a lot of places to be really active. So we went and we bought some brand new rollerblades, both of us. Oh, we my Atlanta, Josh. We were going to go rollerblade around Lake Hefner. No way. And we were about five miles in, and oh. both of us, I mean, our feet were killing us. We had yeah. blisters, but then we're like can't turn around i mean it's five miles this way or it's five miles that's right ahead. and so we finished it and it was like oh i gotta let my feet heal for a while because by the way if you buy new rollerblades break them in before you take them on a big long that's ride. right yeah <laughs> well that was like us when we went to uh, we we brought our brand new bikes uh in kansas and we went to go right around lake shawnee mm -hmm. and uh like and at some point i was like at some point we're gonna like turn left right like we're gonna like this this thing's gonna arc and we got to that no return part and i was like i was like i know the hills that are behind me i don't know the hills that are in front of me and they could be smaller but i definitely know the ones behind me are large hills so we kept going forward and there's a great picture of lauren and i on on facebook and i am just like wet i am just drenched with sweat 
she's we look horrible but we're like we did it we did and we it. went and got like a nasty greasy burger and ate it for lunch because i just needed i was like i just need calories yeah that's funny so and make the effort to do that but then give yourself permission when you when you fail to to reframe rephrase and move on mm-hmm. um and and i also recommend this is not a journey you can take on your own. Nope. Um, That's what I was going to say, too. You need those people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, not only to hold you accountable, um, but to walk with you in that mm-hmm. process so that as as a community, you become a more positive community. I wish there was a place that you could go as a Christian once, twice, maybe three times a week. Maybe three times a week. <laughs> where uh, where you were surrounded by other people who would keep help keep you accountable in walking uh, with your faith. Um, maybe it's something that was set up by Jesus. That would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna These are conversations you. that you need to be having with your church and with your church friends and your small groups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. These are... This is where like Christianity needs to reclaim accountability in those kind of moments. Yeah. Don't be an echo chamber. Be a place where you're being challenged to be better mm-hmm. and be better. Like that's what needs to be happen. Um, church is not about gaining power. It's not about being important. It's the opposite, right? It's about being humble and it's about serving others mm-hmm. and it's about coming in front of a mirror wearing a shirt that you know is too small and you look at you and you go "Mm, yeah i probably shouldn't wear that shirt you know um like those are the moments that we need like within our church is to come and to go "Mm, yeah i probably shouldn't have said that or say those things and you take it off and you put something on uh, that feels better looks better which is jesus you know uh, kind of an idea. I know that was a terrible metaphor. I'm sorry. You can just we yeah. can cut that out. Um, I don't cut much out. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you take it. Take it for what it is. We'll send it to edit. It, we'll take it out in post. <laughs> but you know, part of that part of the community is to encourage one another to do good, right? Okay. Oh, that's true. I wish we like, had a verse that like encouraged us to do good, even when we were growing. Oh, there it is. Galatians six nine. Something that's really important to us here at Behind the Beards is, is Galatians chapter six verse nine. It's something that keeps us going every week. Behind the Beards is something that Josh and I do to fill our cups, to speak positively about his bride, uh, the church. We love the church. We love church people. Uh, I love ministry and ministry work. And so we say this to ourselves every week: Do not grow weary in doing good. Allow uh, Christ to use you to do something different. Do something good in His name. Uh, we are thankful. For you all being here today we're thankful for you who uh listen to the podcast and other places uh engage with that if you don't mind rating the podcast um if you don't follow us on a podcasting app do it go do that uh, i know you watch it live i appreciate that but go to spotify open up your uh, you know any other podcasting app find behind the beards rate it comment that helps us out that uh increases our viewership um which could be good for other people who knows i don't know but what i do know is that i'm aaron and that's josh and we will see you next week on behind the beards peace till we're all growing a beard a man's face should never be bare we just want some facial hair 
We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beer.